I feel the goo and people call And the beauty of it all is I close my eyes And I see the light To make those combos in my mind All alone it gets so hard And I wanna test some time with you Just a goo and a We can cook it if we try Just a goo and a Just a goo and us Building that list every night Just a goo and us We see the light Yo, what's up guys? Welcome to uh, GooCast number 13 uh, We're here with uh, Nesh, of course, and myself, Pac And we have the one and only Jesse Cotton, four-time champion now This is, uh, dude, it's, it's, we finally got you on Because uh, Nesh can uh, wake up on time Oh, shoot <laughs> Yo, what's up? Holy shit What's up, guys? What's Yo, up? Jesse, what's up with that face? Looks like you got shifted <laughs> It does, doesn't it? Yeah um, So, but before we jump right into today's podcast uh, We just have a huge shout out to a sponsor of the podcast now Which is going to be uh, Sleep Chiefs uh, if you guys see on the screen here, this is the new deck box that they just put out, which is the the Pot of Greed uh, deck box. So if you guys are feeling uh, greedy, uh, definitely go check it out and use Goo Five for five percent off. But uh, mm. yeah, let's let's just jump right into it. So Jesse, man, four wins, eh? It must be nice. It must be nice. <laughs> how how do you feel? Like does does it? Do you feel different after every win? Like do you, does it still feel like good? I I, don't, I can't even tell anymore. You know what I'm saying? Of course, it feels good. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's not much to it. It feels good. Bro, uh, obviously, want to win. The funniest Tell comment us about your testing, your preparation. Yeah. Like, how do you test? How do you prepare for an event? How do you recognize if the de- if a deck is good? How did you, like, how did you choose to not play Beatrice in your extra deck? Nash wasting zero uh, time and uh, trying to make a shot at me, but. Uh... <laughs> nah, I could have done better. I feel. <laughs> oh, t- tell us about how do you test how do you prepare for an event like uh, what's what's your training plan i mean as most other players um i can't be a full-time duelist it's just not feasible yep no matter how good you are you cannot live off this game and if you are living off the game it's through not playing methods like i do technically live off the game but it's through selling cards and that's doesn't go hand in hand with play testing mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. i don't really have like a set plan because it depends on like the time I just have available to me. Yep. And also how much time I feel I need. So sometimes I have to make, you know, just a concession somewhere and say, okay, I just can't afford to do something. And then it may come and bite me in the ass. And it has plenty of times, um, like Minnesota, for example, where I had an exam the day before, which I didn't know about the time when I... I didn't know about it when I booked the event. Um, and it was like a brand new format because Dabble just came out and it was just after a ban list. And I was ill-prepared. I decided, okay, I mean, I need to work. I need to uh, do schoolwork. Amount of time I can allot to this. It wasn't zero. I did prepare somewhat for the tournament, but I couldn't do enough, and my results reflected that. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the time I do have, I think the best thing for me is just theorying. Um, and this is nice because sometimes you don't have to actually be in a call for it. You can just have an idea come to you spontaneously and just you know, message your group and kind of get ideas to bounce off each other. Like sometimes you'll miss something super obvious and then your idea will just be stopped, which is a good thing. You want your dumb ideas to be caught early before you invest time in it. Yep. And then sometimes it may evolve into something actually uh, fruitful. And then it's just practicing, make sure those theories work in practice. I don't do as much as I would like. Um, and for decks that don't come as intuitively to me as something like Tier, uh, that can also really hurt. So like in, in the spring when I, I, I needed to test a lot to keep up with playing the decks properly, and when I didn't put the time in, it resulted in me not doing well. And even when I did put in the time, I, I only felt like it was okay, not truly top echelon. Yeah. So you, um, do you feel like all the Ys's you've played so far leading up to Costa Rica was like just kind of like prep for you to finally win? Because cause you said like if you weren't playing as much, but then like you started playing, but you still played those YCSs, right? So yeah. you still got like reps in, I guess? Yeah, they, it also definitely counts as practice. I mean, the thing with this format, 
because we find himself in a pretty you know unique situation. It doesn't happen very often. Where the deck building aspect actually isn't a huge part of the game. I think it does matter, but yep. it's not nearly as important as it is in other formats. Uh, so then it comes down to playing, and while playing it is hard, it has a lot of elements to other formats that I'm very used to. So I'm luckily able to extrapolate those skills, and they transferred well. Okay. Uh, in other formats where that doesn't happen, I, it's like uh, it requires me to put a lot more work in if I want to do well. Just this time, I was fortunate enough I didn't need to do that. And after Pasadena, I didn't really test at all between events because wow. I got a little more practice from each event, and I used that to kind of build my theories up and change my deck ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. And then also just kind of perfecting how I play my uh, in my games. But honestly, not much change, right? Um, I'm also fortunate that I can pick up on trends pretty fast. So when you get these mirrors, um, I'm typically able to pick up on what seems to be winning line or what is the reason the games are going the way they are. Yeah. And when I'm able to isolate that, it helps me get further. Yeah, I noticed that like when we played in uh, Top 4 of Costa Rica, after the match, like we talked a little bit, and like you were able to like help point out some of the plays I did that like uh, could have been done better like almost immediately, which I appreciated because at the end of the day, like I'm also trying to get better at the game. So like I thought that was like really cool that like you kind of like picked up on it right away, right? We're like, okay, you're like, okay, if you went for this different line with Hikalos and like you search the the Ciliac, it would have been way more beneficial, right? <clears throat> um, so like just like small things like that, I feel like definitely helps. Um, so yeah, I totally agree. Oh, yeah, so you explain now Jesse literally clapped your ass. Yeah, Jesse did clap my ass. And then coach me. Yo, guys, fun fact actually, guys. Most maybe people don't know this, but if people uh, watch my channel like very early on, uh, I actually hired Jesse to be my coach, um, and, and he actually he, he uh he taught me for like I would say like maybe three hours, right, Jesse? Like at least like three weeks, I would say. Um, yeah, it was it was for a bit. Yeah, like, yeah, probably a, two or three hours of worth of coaching. I don't remember how much. And and I, I I would definitely say that like the coaching helped me a lot in terms of like deck building, which is so funny because like right now like this format isn't like so. Uh, keen on deck building as you mentioned uh, but it is important to note that like uh, you also do coaching and i would say that like coaching has helped me get improve as a player so i don't I know jesse do you still do coaching or like do you even have time for it at the moment or i currently don't don't have time for it uh, okay i'd hopefully open it up after <clears throat> sydney just between I, I turned it off a couple of months ago largely because i had just a school semester starting up Okay. Um, and this should be my last semester, so I wanted to make sure that, that was fully under control. Between work, dueling, school, and coaching, didn't have time for all four. I had to pick three, and I felt like the one I could uh, drop the easiest was coaching. So hopefully okay. when I have more time, I can start it back up again. <clears throat> but at the moment, it's just not feasible. Bro, so po- post-graduation, uh, a- any any plans for the future? I, you know, I-, I heard some stuff is in the works, so... You want to give some spoilers? I mean, to the rest it does, of the yeah, it, 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 I do want to explore content creation to some degree. I have no re- reason not to do it. I've already built somewhat of a name for myself through Sam's channel and competing. Yep. So I have, and then I know so many people that could help me get a head start that with those definitely. connections, it just makes definitely. sense for me yeah. to at least try it. Like I should have. You uh-huh. should definitely do that. It's literally free money from you. It's <laughs> all nice things I, about I, free money. Yeah. <laughs> No, bro, I'm that's literally free bread. Like, imagine yeah. someone, like, literally launching bread in your face, and you're saying, nah. Like, well, like, I mean, you, like you're insane at the game. Sure, but you're it's also, like, I have to give up something in, in, with that time could have been used for instead, right? And it's not yeah. like I have any short <clears> stuff to do. If I just wasn't doing anything, then, yeah, I would be good. But I have to compare it to what I could have just been earning doing other stuff. And, like, right now I have no shortage of actual work for myself. Uh, I have lowered some of my product like orders just to in, in anticipation of, of spending some time for content creation, so that should be cool. And yeah. I have like some experience, just even if it's not like the same as working for Sam and Dual Knight, I do enough where I'm like designing themes and drafts, and trying to like do coordination. Where I feel like it it, it gave it gave me a big taste. Games are very funny. Like would love, I would love to see that in action on your Twitch channel or YouTube and stuff. Like that shit is actually very funny. Yeah, I played one of your draft games. Yeah, I mean that's just casual Yu-Gi-Oh, and that's awesome. <laughs> a Twitter conversation about it last yeah, night. Yeah, I was gonna bring it up. I was gonna bring it up actually. That that's a good segue to actually about like 
<clears throat> about the casual and competitive aspect of, of Yu-Gi-Oh. And I, I know there was like a tweet that was out there that was talking about like it's getting certainly harder to distinguish between the two and like it's harder for casuals to have a, a place to play per se. Because, you know, if they go to locals, it's like <laughs> people playing Ishizu tier, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, what's your thoughts on all of that, that conversation, that topic overall? I mean, I think if you want to play casually in their entering competitive tournament, they're going to get what's coming. I think that they may not be what they want, but that's the reality of the situation. I don't think that's that a bad thing either. Like, there's allowed to be a competitive space. But the casual space, and it's just being casual, doesn't need to have a tournament. Like, yeah, because it's casual, it right? Goes yeah. against casual. <laughs> yeah. So you can, like, we, when we make up tournaments for ourselves, we mm -hmm. don't put anything on the line. It's just a tournament just for the sake of having a structure to the duels instead of, like, arguing who plays who. Yep. Um, but it's not really a tournament. Like, there's no prize for the winner except for, haha, I beat you. And then you make jokes at them for being idiots or whatever. <laughs> and there's just so many cool things you can do with the game, right? And uh, I was talking about on Twitter how with physical cards and not having, like, like, a video game, we're not bound by rules of, like, coding or just how it the, the developer envisioned it. You can go past that. So if you want to play a very simple Yu-Gi-Oh!, but you only love vanillas, that's fine. Or even simpler, play it like War, where you're just flipping the top of your deck and comparing attack. You can do that. If you want to say everything's all types, if you want to do tag teams, you want to do a, like, one of my favorite things at Locals is we have a cube, but it's all types, and then it's also 2v2. Um, mm. And that is just a unique way to play the game. Or you can make deck masters, you can make, like, a board game. With these cards, your imagination can give you so many options. I think that's where casual you can thrive and it may not have like an established base, but I don't know why that matters. If you're just trying to have fun, fun with friends, just do what the hell you want in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the biggest misconception I've seen floating around is that like, Oh, if you're like, if you play competitive Yu-Gi-Oh, then you don't like fun. Like, uh, and that didn't, didn't really make cool. sense to me because like, I like, even, even in like in Shizu tier format, I always go to locals with like, Never Ishizu tier. Like I would try to like bring like branded Despia or like like some or or like the Runic deck, right? Or like the Naturia deck, something different. And for me, that's fun. It's like all, clearly not the best deck, but it's like enjoyable sure. for me trying to like compete with the best deck. And I think, but even yeah. Ishizu tier can just be fun. Like fun exactly. is subjective. So it is. Me, fun, fun with Ishizu tier, yeah. then that's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you shouldn't be told that's not okay either. Exactly. Um, right. I love the mirrors. I hacking love the mirrors. <laughs> bro, 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 it's insane. Like, this is most, pro like, I don't know, Jesse, you should, I think you agree with me, but this is, in my opinion, probably the best skillet for, like, the, the most skillet format we had in a while. Yeah, in a while for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure when the last one of this like, level is. I, I think, I think the last good. one that we got, like, probably the most famous one would be the Dragon Ruler format, in which, like, the best player would win most of the times. And that that is, was a lot worse back then, so I can't really speak to. Okay, so so back in the days during the dragon ruler format, there were some hidden rules, like for example, don't try, uh, don't summon. Yeah, okay, no, I wasn't garbage. I knew, I knew the stuff effect. like playing around classifier, try leading. Yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. With yeah, the, all those stuff. But the rock and, one was like, yeah. And I was applying those kind of rules in the tier element format, and I got, um, I, I got some informations. I would say because people really think you don't mill five in the mirror, but that's oh, not yeah. specifically true because. I heard you were milling five in the mirror. Would you like to talk about those kind of scenarios in which you were milling five in the mirror because you were recognizing a winning position on how to, how to play your opponent on the mill five? So, yeah, I mean, the mill five ended up happening a lot more than not, I think, in the mirror. At least when it happens early. When it happens later on in the turn and you've established your plays, then it's less important. But... When you're starting off your plays, looking at your hand and kind of the situation you, you find yourself in when you have the opportunity to trigger or set up a trigger mm -hmm. for the mill five and say, what can it help me play around and what can it lose to? Mm -hmm. So when yeah. what does it lose to if they mill five and they hit insane? So, okay, that's still like kind of vague. Let's narrow that down. What is insane? If they had a tier effect, is that insane? 
Uh, no, you can probably clean that up. And if that's, yes. or you can have a shuffle guy. And if that's true, so then what actually is insane? Uh, hit their own shuffle guy, and it's here. Okay, so that might be a problem now, but can we mitigate that to where that worst case is only a neutral? Yeah, if you have a shuffle guy, that means that worst case is like not even the end of the world, just kind of. Like, for example, so... I found myself in a position in which uh, if you open Keldo Mudora plus Sharon, if you go Keldo pitch Mudora add Kelbeck, uh, and you go Sharon pitch Kelbeck, I would always make five in that scenario because there is only one punishment that's probably the 0.0001%. And it's not even feasible because people are not playing a Gido right now. And the only punishment would be if they mill a Shuffler plus Kelbeck, mill five, they mill a Gido plus another Shuffler that's Modor or Keldo, and then they that, trigger and tier that's, on that. That's not even like, like that, that's extremely unlikely, but that's not even a game over anyways, right? Yes. Like if yes, you maneuver that properly, they don't have ability to link or normal summon or activate any of their effects. They can only do with the like, triggers. Um, yes. That gives you just so many more uh, like abilities to do with the resources. So when both players are getting more resources, you can do more with it. Um, now, that has to be true then that you are getting more resources as well. Um, so it's not always the case because you can miss as well, but most of the time it is. That's the important thing. Um, mm -hmm. And then the upsides to it are, are also just so high if it goes off favorably. And I think it going off favorably is not that unlikely. So, like for example, versus Polly... In the finals game two, his hand is Imperm, Havnus, uh, Magnum, Jewisworm. <laughs> Four hand traps. Second. Jesus. And he lost, like, decisively. Because I led with this card, Kelbeck, for um, Keldo at Agito. And then I start off with three bodies on field already that turn into an easy Baron Dweller. And I'm milling five, yeah. and he didn't hit a Shuffler. He hit a tier. Didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter because the best meals are actually the Yeah, that, that's like an example of like how it goes favorable and like like you're talking about the upside potential and that, that that's yeah, broken. Yeah, it was just... Yeah. <laughs> I just powered through four hand traps. I made a... a I, I, I forced the uh, <clears throat> Imperm on the kit. Like, that's fine. He have an S, It's fine. I, I still have the shuffler. I milled one shuffler and then I won a field. So I just... It's easy and there's two bestials, which can be a bit of a pain. But he yeah, made Baron clean one up the and then... yeah. He, Baron clearings one up, and then you can do a little more. Um, and when you're milling them as well, you can also set up wallow plays, which is nice. And then which, uh, you don't like see wallow talents them or uh, deal their Pearl Pearl Arena is so important in the mirror that stealing their Pearl yes. with wallows is, is actually just really strong. Yes, yep. that's, um, that's really broken. I totally Because that cleans up the field as well and then interrupts for you. Because cleaning up the field for your first turn is important. Um, that's part of why I had access code of neck before. I recognized that it just wasn't worth worth it because there were other cards that were more important but it's a card in theory i'd like to have um because cleaning up the field is something you want to do when you're going first and you will have to do it more often um when you're doing the mill fives and that's not a big deal it is very possible to do so you just have to know when like, know how to do it without being wasteful of your resources yeah doing it efficiently would uh, actually yeah. lead you to yeah. control the game state and at the moment in which you the, get the control of the game state then it's another story like you just you just win on the spot i mean that's that's how i feel every time i play tier elements it's like if i can control the flow of the, the like the piece of the game deciding when to use my shufflers when to use my effect then i'm a leading position and if i'm in a leading position i can kind of control my interaction in order to lead to a win and i think you would think the same way i think uh, right now like i know we're talking about like issues tier um and there's like more cars that are coming uh out to support the archetype like jesse what are your thoughts in terms of like like how do they how do they limit the power of this deck or like you know because i don't think people want to be playing tier either limit all of the names which is yep. so it's just, you can't rely on mills you have to be a lot more precise uh, which makes the deck worse okay you call us so it changes the entire like way to play the deck or ban one of the names so that the deck's kind of reaches limited severely um, okay. All these are drastic measures, but I think that's the only way because the deck has resiliency and redundancy at extreme levels. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's very flexible. Yep. Played with so many different engines that I think Konami doesn't really have a choice but decides to either power creep it or to take more drastic action. Yeah, I think. I mean, but limiting all the names doesn't really make it unplayable. It would just change the way you play the deck. I would you would play with with the brand fusion and stuff like that, right? Yeah, you just I can't play think... milling based. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, Scream becomes so bad in comparison. But, like, you just change the entirety of how it functions. And I don't think it's unplayable, but it is, it is a huge hit, and it definitely warps how the current game would look. Yeah, I think Obviously. we see evidence of this, too, in, like, the OCG, where, like, they, their first ban list was, like, they tried limiting uh, the statues. Like, Kelgo went to, like, one, I believe. Um, and mm-hmm. then, like, Hoffness went to one. Or, no, no, it got semi-limited, sorry. Um, and, then, and then they started hitting some of the tier cards, and Pellerino went to two. And then the, oh, <laughs> the deck was still, like, just doing its thing. Um, I mean, because they got to the Kashtira cards. Like, it's literally the same shit, you know? Like, they got just another field spell, another rota. Like, the deck now has literally seven mm-hmm. rotas. That's, yeah, that's absolutely my opinion. If you don't count, obviously, it's seven rota, like, including only the field spell, if you don't count to the monsters. That's another story, too. Like, how do you feel that the deck will evolve in February? And um, I haven't tested it, so it's, like, not an informed opinion. This is kind of just... I mean, just, uh, just uh, theory, theory crafting. It's, it's I gut feeling. It. It, it's, yeah. Gut feeling, it is, like, from... A very very primitive uh, perspective um, is that Fenrir seems like a pretty strong card to be able to include in this tier deck while also being a productive engine piece so that may force us to change kind of how we're building a bit because um, Fenrir like kind of helps a lot with what I talked about cleaning up the field um, because it helps you with those bestials now those just answered very easily and it's not like a bad card to summon turn one because it doesn't contribute your combos it also gets you to your your chairman Castro announced that's it's, it's it's productive in multiple ways. Um, and the main level seven Draco sack um, means it's more Zeus lines, but popping on your opponent on your first turn means again clear up the field easier. Um, you can also pop your own Solik to like play that way, uh, which Ooh. is yeah, which is valuable. Yeah. Um, and then you can also do the dumb stuff where you can like go Cherubini with the two tokens <laughs> and Enchantress if you want to go like super hard, and then turn the Cherubini and the Draco sack into Sprint, so you have a Griffin Sprint. To be honest, talking about the Enchantress package and how you are a fan of the Brave package, I was expecting you to be on the Brave package. You know why? Because there is the new Brave card that's a fairy level 4 earth that's searchable and there's also a free special summon. And I thought you were going through a line like that, you know? Because I know that you are a huge fan of the Enchantress package. I hate those cards. I hate drawing them. The... I think they are strong, but I hate playing them because I feel like I always draw stupid Draco back in Griffin. <laughs> yep. Bro, I, it feels nice to like play a deck with not That's as many bricks. This like yeah, yeah. It, it was like such a nice transition because we came out of a format where like we were playing like hella one ofs that were like part of they're like engine requirements that were like but they were god awful to draw, and now like we're entering a format where like these decks are like uber consistent, right? Like it's just like every hand is almost playable, um, just like some point, especially if you play like three Agito, uh, which I which I know you are a fan of, um, and it's it's just crazy, like. It's actually so different. And I just was thinking about, I know you won in this format, but like, can you imagine yourself playing another year of this? Like what are, what are your overall thoughts on the game as a whole? Uh, like with the Shizu tier in the, in, in the meta, uh, it gets stale. And I think yeah. even now, like it, it is starting to get stale. So I'm happy with it changing up in Potent Hypernova. Okay. Um, that's a good thing. Cause eventually it's, it starts being the same thing over and over again. And it doesn't matter how good a format is when the game's stopping new, it loses the enjoyment that Yu-Gi-Oh often provides. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I wanted something that could be the same over and over again, mm-hmm. um, and very, very predictable. There are many other games you could do, but the allure of something like a card game, like Yu-Gi-Oh, is how fresh it'll always be and unique the games continue to be. So, if we continue on this line of a Shizu Mirror, 14 rounds of tournament for a full year, I think I'd get a bit sick of it. Um, even if it is skillful, right? Winning isn't the only thing for me. Yeah, yep, bro. So, uh, what's next, bro? You chase you chasing another ring? Like, what's what's uh what's next for you after you won Costa Rica? Like, when do you ever plan to retire as a duelist? What are your, what are your long terms like aspirations? And I guess within the space, because I knew you no, grew up I've, in Yu Gi Oh, right? Yeah. So I've yeah, exactly what I say. I've I've grown up in Yu Gi Oh. I've yeah. been playing since I was five. Um, yeah, and since then I've been playing to differing levels, but for the last almost six years now, I've uh and playing at the more competitive level, traveling the world, and then meeting people from around the world, like you two, who I can call my <laughs> friends, right? And like, I, if I exit the community, what do I do? And um, when you're not in the same space as these people, even if they are your friends, you'll naturally talk to them less. And that's 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 one thing I'd, I'd hate to lose. Yep. I'd also hate to lose the traveling portion because I like to do the non-dueling stuff when I'm in these events. 
Um, and then I'd also give up just the adrenaline you kind of feel competing at the highest level. So, I mean, I feel like losing those, yeah, losing those die. three things just doesn't sound like something I want to do. So, what would yeah. it take? I don't know. Like, <laughs> it is not in the near future for me, but it'd probably be a family. Like, that would be the only thing I could think of. Yeah. Yo, Jesse, Jesse's looking for let you dip the game so he can win. <laughs> Yo, I, I need this, bro. I need this. Nah, I'm trolling. Nah, he really I... wants this ring. When win is not important, like you know, like it's not. A... I still, I just enjoy, right? So mm-hmm. then I lose the adrenaline rush of being a top cut, and that kind of loses its interest. I don't know what I, maybe I make it more of a business trip and enjoy myself in the traveling aspect with friends still. Um, but that would be an uh, if and when thing, right? So I can't tell you when that'll happen because yep. well, I don't foresee it. Uh, but I mean, it would, the game would be un- unenjoyable. Um, and there are even <clears throat> periods of formats where it is like that for me and I play less. Um, but I still travel and I just put up with it still. It often just means I do worse. Yeah, I wanted to ask something that I, I was thinking about since uh, since we started traveling together uh, more consistently, which was um, I know you've seen like a lot of success in the last couple of events, like you know multiple second places. That's not even a knock. That's I think that's like really good still. Yeah, that's fine. No, I, first place. I, people like, people a, a lot. Of them. Like I'm proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's in a row or not in a row, mm-hmm. but almost in a row. Like a bunch it's of tops. Hard. Yes, a bunch of tops back to back, but earlier in the format. Like way back last year, like you weren't doing so hot when you f- finally transitioned yeah, back the, to IRL play. The first half of the year, so pretty much national, mm-hmm. Charlotte, Hartford. What was uh, your mindset with all that? Like, did like did you feel like you got a lot of like backlash from the community? Like, oh, Jesse's washed, or like that kind of stuff. Like, what? Just walk us through your thought process as you had to like go through events where you didn't do so hot, yeah. you know? Because everyone sees your success, but I don't think people understand like, I guess the times in which you don't always succeed, like how mm-hmm. you deal with that, you know. And that, that's kind of stuff. There wasn't a lot of backlash, but, mm. you know, there's always some. Even, like, now you'll still have people hating or whatever. It's <laughs> just a part of, like, yeah. any any amount of notoriety. And it's not a lot, but it's it's, it's the point. You'll still get some. Um, some haters. Yeah, the first half of the year, it was not great start. I mean, it was a bad start to the year. It was, uh, I think, every single event I lost to the first round of day two or the second round of day two in Loxmatic Comp out of the contention. Yeah. Uh, yeah, every single event I think in the first half of the year. Um, <laughs> and we joked that we were doing the same thing because both of us pretty much had the same nonsense to deal with. Yeah, we were both like four. And it is a bit disheartening, right? Yeah. yeah. So I try and maintain a rock solid attitude as soon, as much as possible, but it, it's it is is upsetting. Uh, and even though I saying I didn't enjoy the format as much, and I didn't, and I put in less time. I still put in time, right? So putting in the time and seeing no results is frustrating, and especially because I feel like my calls all the time weren't even wrong and I was getting close. Um, although I can recognize that a lot of those uh, tournaments, my theory was better than my play, uh, largely because I just didn't want to force myself to play a format I didn't enjoy. Uh, I was pretty much <laughs> sticking in it with snow. And the only reason I was playing. Snow? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think every single deck I played had snow in, the, in that stretch. But um, it, it's definitely not a great feeling, but you got to stick to it. It's also, like, I've been in those spots before. It's not the first time. Yeah, so I, I guess... up with it, and I know it'll pass, yeah. yeah. Talking about innovations, talking about, like, you know, the other ways to think about the game, we got the new release of the Structure Deck for Dark World recently. And I believe it's a good structured deck with nice good cards and also allows your opponent to give like to do a sort of loop from your opponent and like for cards they can use they can loop silva twice with serbuli or i don't know certainly yeah certainly and i mean that in my opinion that's that's good do you have any thoughts on the dark world uh, a structured deck on the possible ways to run the deck or did you ter- theorize over it can you give us something we need the goo. Uh, I <laughs> I hate Dark Worlds. Uh, they're just only used for toxic decks. Like they were used in like 2011 when I was starting to like learn about competitive Yu-Gi-Oh. It's like draw a bunch of cards and then beaters, then go skill drain like eradicate or die. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, that was fun. Because um, it was yeah. turbo that I can then do like play one of each of those traps and do that to me, and I felt so demoralized. Mm-hmm. Um. And then it was used for FTKs, or it's used now, and using hand rip. Like, that's not fun. Hand rip is some of the least fun 
interactions. Yu-Gi-Oh! Like possible. Yeah. So that perspective, <laughs> I hate it. Um, as how how good it is. Um, it's the type of decks I don't like existing in because the extremely high power level. And if you go against it and lose the mirror or lose the die roll, could just be boned. However, it's not that strong into interruptions. So like versus graveyard disruption specifically, like dweller. Or even if she's using the bestials, it's just not good. So, going second, it's it's not very strong, and I think that'll be a, a big big weakness <laughs> holding it back from like top tier tournaments. Mm-hmm. And then going first, it's just losing to the bestials. Maybe not outright, but still gets hurt by them. I want to be playing something that's hit by bestials. I want to play something that's better. Um, I guess tier. it's more about you test the deck, you recognize. <clears throat> Uh, how the deck plays, and then you interact properly with them using bestials because there are some situations in which the deck loses to bestial, but you have to recognize the exact position in which the deck loses to bestial, or you can you can keep the bestial for Silva in the graveyard too. Sure, I'm I'm sure the deck you. the deck can uh, function pretty well going first. Um, a lot of those type of decks can like they're excellent at making a crazy field. Even Crystal mm-hmm. Beasts like with that structure deck, I can make extremely strong fields turn one almost every mm. time. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. mean it's a top tier deck. Uh, it's not a terrible deck, and it can top a regionals, and it can do okay. But it's not gonna, you know, tier one deck. It it it, it lacks the other elements of the game, and that's going second. Um, yeah. It needs to be able to yeah. do more. And other cards aren't terrible going second. It's the same with Crystal Beasts. They aren't mm-hmm. to the same proficiency as like a sprite or a tier card. Yeah. Okay, so we saw recently people testing in a tier element deck the package of King of the Swamp and One Poly with the new Overlord the Dragon coming from the structure deck of Dark World <coughs> pack. Uh, and uh, do you think that's a viable option for tier element? Yeah, because I mean, you I can use King of powerful. the Swamp. Yeah. So what I uh, what I don't like about it, though is pretty much with almost any choice in tier, it's just that you're gonna have to be taking something else for it. And I have mm-hmm. to wonder what it is. Um, and when you're building a deck, you're not just focusing on synergies. You're focusing on building, like, the core of the deck first and then figuring out what the problem is and trying to solve those problems. And if the problem with the deck is I'm losing two Bistrals on when I go first, then I think King of the Swamp is a fantastic fix for several reasons. When you open Ooh. a Poly or King of the Swamp plus two tiers, it's acting almost like an instant fusion, and the value from the hand isn't actually that big of a deal. Um, but the fact that it gives you one extra fusion summon and you still have the three names makes the Bistrals a lot less valuable. And especially with the King of Swamp now in the grave, you can make a real Kalos, not even the Dark World. That's my first I think either or, but yeah. either yeah. or, and that's just fantastic. That is very, very powerful. Um, and then if you dump the Rhino or Merle, you just leave it in grave and then the kit revives it. Now you're not searching a spell. Now you can search a spell or a trap off of Kit Kalos, which if you watch my deck profiles, you know, something I look out for lot with that because then Kikala searching the monster is significantly weaker and then it also if you find other times going first you uh you just need to get to a cost more often because they're they're like targeting down your kit and yeah it, it does help so it's a good mill uh to give you more aquas so if those are the problems you are finding with your tier deck then it is a viable solution um or rather if you find there's not another situation that could come up is it, it's helpful going second with guardian kind However, yes. if, if those specific things aren't things you actually need solving for, then you're adding yet more combos and synergies into your deck, but you're not actually fixing what the deck had a problem with. Yeah. So I haven't really... <clears throat> I, I, it's my exam season coming up, so um, I probably won't be playing those cards at the YCS, and I think they very well could be good enough, but I would want to test to make sure it's actually solving the problems I want to solve. And the Bistral one sounds kind of nice, but I wonder if there's maybe a card that does it better without being as bad going second, which in King of the Swamp kind of sounds to me in theory, because Guardian Chimera doesn't sound that good going second. Um, or maybe there isn't, but that's just kind of what goes through my mind when talking about it. I don't have a definitive answer, but that's what I'd focus on and then use that approach to, you know, get an end. Yeah, and I think, mm-hmm. yo, it's so crazy because, like, for those of you who are listening in into, like, the, the pod right now, Bro, like, the stuff that Jesse's just saying right now is kind of like the stuff he says, like, in the coaching session. It's, like, it's just, like, triggered, like, a, a memory for me. But it's, like, you always have to think... Because I think those are, that's, like, a very simple thing that people overlook where, like, they just throw stuff into their deck that doesn't actually make their deck better into, like, the issues that it has. And I think, like, that's something that I, like, started thinking more about. Um, I, I did try the, the King of the Swamp package with Polly this past weekend at the... Um, Hartford Regional, uh, shout out to Never Topping a Regional, but um, 
yeah, I, I did I did see the Guardian Chimera actually putting in work in the mirror match because when you have Polly mm-hmm. in the graveyard, uh, your opponent can't Celiac you. And yeah. um, that actually is really important because you're able to clear cards like Rukalos, especially if they don't have the planet up. But why isn't the Rukalos <clears throat> stopping the Polly? Yeah, that's the thing. People are Pepega, bro. I, I don't know what to yeah, say. But you can't. <laughs> I know. Relying that, on your opponent I, messing yeah, up yeah. is not a viable that's the thing. That's no, no, the thing. that's the thing. I, I don't think it's play good. against the Chicks players. It's not our. No, no. But, but the, the point I'm trying to make. Right. The point I'm trying to make is, I just went Polly, and my opponent just said okay. Do you get the? Do you get what I'm saying? Like it's. I'm not yeah. saying it's good because of that. I'm saying like. I kept like that interaction came up, even though it never yeah. should have came okay. up. Yeah. But what yeah, happens yeah. then if, if if it's post side, which will be two to three games, right? Like yeah. And, or even people still main like a lot of people still main this. They just go crime. The f do you do then? Because you can't chain block because yeah. you're under dweller. You just lost so many cards. It's straight up. It's just a straight up concession at that point. Yeah. But, and I really would have rather the poly to be a hand trap because one hand one extra hand trap can make the entire difference. Yeah. Break apart the plays at a certain point. No, I agree, and I think like we had to like talk about like concessions too. Like I remember, like my deck went from like playing multiple traps and stuff to only playing one scream. One, I played nine bestial, so I can only, I only fit in one scream and one celiac in my main deck to fit nine to like fit nine bestials in like forty one cards with the king, the swamp package, and poly, which like I never missed the other stuff, but it's like stuff to like take note of, you know. Like I just wanted to try something experiment, which um, because like I wanted to like test the theory out, but. I'm still not even yeah. sure how I feel about it, but it was it was like cool, you know, like you, you have the you have like certain theory, and then you like try and take it for a spin and see how it goes. So, yeah, yeah. or even just playing like that. That's a good way to play fun as well. Like when yep. I build fun decks, it's often cool synergies together to have some broken combo deck. That's what I find fun when I'm playing advanced at least, and uh, sometimes it actually makes a decent deck. Yeah, but, bro, you were playing that deck at DK tournament, well. right? The DK tournament. You were playing like that uh, Thunder Dragon. <laughs> it's deck. literally. <laughs> that's literally what I'm talking about. Just yeah. random broken combos together, and sometimes it works out. That's how the Sydney deck I got second with, um, which was like one of my favorite decks of all time, came together. Was I wasn't going to go to Sydney, but I built the deck during Christmas season. I was just bored, and then I went to regionals for Worlds points, and I just swept the regional. I'm like, damn, this deck's kind of nice. And then I played another <laughs> regional the next day for points and swept that one as well. Like swept, like not losing a duel type sweep. Oh, I'm like, geez. wow, this deck is just insane. Like, I have to book a last-minute ticket. This deck is, is ridiculous. And, look, I fixed it a bit, uh, especially because now I actually started talking to people to, like, help me refine the deck. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have these crazy combos do work together. Uh, most of the time, throwing combos together isn't actually going to yield good results. Um, and even when it did there, there were ways to, you know, optimize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, would, I was going to ask about, like, because the question I get the most in, like, my Twitch chat or, like, sometimes even in the comments is, like, how do you... Because a lot of people always ask me, like, yo, how do I get into your testing circle? And <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. I mean, Jesse, thoughts? Like, I, I, I'll i leave it there, I guess. Uh, I'm, yeah, I get asked <laughs> a lot as well. It's... I mean, it's probably not going to happen, is the thing. Like, I, <laughs> no, everyone's crying right now. Yeah, you can hear the tears. Everyone's sad just... Well, for one, I have to trust somebody, right? So yeah. if I don't know you very well, I'm not going to talk to you. Huh? Do I trust you, Nash? You trust, I trust you. you trust yeah. Ooh. I uh, want to trust that. We don't test together. <laughs> uh, it's just one thing, right? I, I have to want to respect your opinions. I need to think you'll be putting in the effort, the the time. Um, I need to think you're trustworthy. Also, someone I can enjoy being around, right? Um, and that doesn't mean that I can't add new players, testing groups, or whatever, or they don't ever change. It's just that's a lot to ask for, and that and that's most people's situation is like. Um, and then you also don't want the groups to be too big because when they're overcrowded, you know, like nothing can actually like yeah. too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, and that, so, getting into testing circles is very hard because you kind of meet all those criteria. Um, you can make your own testing groups by finding people with similar, you know, goals to you who are on the same wavelength you trust and are friends with, and that's how you can. And then you start building each other up. That's what you should start with. Um, and I mean, that's definitely how I started. And then eventually as I started like getting more ambitious and I wanted to travel more and my other friends didn't, I started meeting new people who had the same goals and were and joined their circles. Right. That's kind of how it was for me, but find people with like with your own goals and ambitions and where you're at, per- where you're at in the game and go from there and try build up. No, I think that's good advice. Yeah. I, yeah Cause not everyone's always going to have access to like the top, top players and, some point like you know like i like 
I don't even, like I'm like okay right now, but like when I first started, I feel like you have to like kind of uh find some value to like people when you go into like testing group two. It's not like you just come in there, sit in sit in like a Discord call, mute yourself, don't say a single word. You know what I'm saying? It's not it, it's like oh it's, no, anybody yeah. who's actually productive is gonna be upset with you if you do yeah because... exactly yeah it's like, like you need to provide it's like give and take yeah it's like give and take it's, like it's a team yeah. it's, it's a well, team. not really a team but it's teamwork right like exactly I mean if you talk about team there is always in teams someone that does more than another like uh, I like we tried the team environment me and Pac and there were always this crap of bullshit in it like you I mean just we were in luxury together no. And there is always someone that doesn't do shit and come one week before saying, yo, what's the goal? Yeah. You, yeah. you, like, you, you getting fuck out and go out of this Discord I, call. I have that's, that's, <laughs> what, that, that's what I would answer. And there are, like, my, my better friends. I would just give them a deck. But I also don't want them in my testing circle because they're not productive and they're not helpful. Yeah. And, um, or they're <clears> not <throat> as good at the game. And that's just, I'm sorry, but that's the truth. And I can't, like, when it gets too noisy in Discord call, even for myself personally, I just become quiet and then if like I'm quiet and sometimes other people get quiet and then the group's just not productive anymore. And that's yeah. not that's not useful. No, totally. So agree. like to maximize efficiency you have to like know some people shouldn't be in the group. And I'm happy to give out my deck list to some of my close friends. But do I want to sit down and test with them? Absolutely <laughs> not. Just yeah. being honest. Yeah. Like really. I consider it work almost. Like that's not what I consider enjoyable Yu Gi Oh. There are a lot of friends who I play Yu Gi Oh with. Like the fun formats, the casual formats I talked about. Like my friend Ned last night, we just played sealed Yu-Gi-Oh. Like open random packs and play. Yeah, that's but lit. I don't want to test with them. <laughs> <laughs> Shout to Ned. I'm talking about you know, like theory crafting and stuff like that, bro. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Like I respect you. I love you. I think you are an insane player, but you need to fucking Wait, explain the butt? Me. The why there is there is no redware. <laughs> And there is no Beatrice in your extra deck. Because let me explain before. Let me <laughs> let me explain my thought process behind Beatrice and Ridler before you, you kill me, okay? Sure, but let me interject briefly with this first. Uh, I'm never going to be 100% certain in, in my like opinions. And I'll, I'll always be open that I, the fact could be wrong. So please explain your ass off here. Because you may enlighten <laughs> me with something I'm not aware of. Okay, so you're running Spring in your extra deck because it's an extra line to go into Merle. And yes. isn't Ridware an extra line to use the sharing effect in the graveyard? Or isn't Beatrice an extra line in order to give you an extra trigger effect in the graveyard in order to have an extra interruption or in order to fusion in your, op like in your opponent turn or during your own turn? And also the Beatrice plays around the beast by sending Reinhardt if you have a tier element in name in your end when you end, for example, with Beatrice Dweller plus a counter trap set. So you can use during the draw phase Beatrice okay. in order to send the Reinhardt. And it, that also plays around the <laughs> in your opponent. All right, well, give me a chance to respond, okay? Because you're not engaging in the discussion. Yo, that was some super poly, like, speed <laughs> run. Yo, what speaking the so fast so I couldn't get a word in. Um, yeah, so yeah, there are ways to get to more names. Um, but at what point is your diminishing value, right? You stop playing hand chaps at a certain point because you stop being useful. You play Zeus, why not you play access code or all these other ways to clear fields, right? You don't need infinite ways. That's the first thing. But then also, they use different resources. So sometimes the resources can be used for something else. So when I'm using two fours to make Redoer, that could have been Dweller or Braguska a lot of the time, or it could have just been Charmer into Sprint. So if it could have been Sprint into Charmer, then it accomplishes the same-ish thing, not exactly, but same-ish. Which already makes, like, the redoer... It shows that diminishing value there. But then it also... Then, and the two fours could have been a Dweller or Bogusko, which I think is huge. That's why I think, like, that's not as important. I do think redoer is a good card, and I would love to fit it, but the hard thing for me is finding what I'd like to cut. As for Beatrice, it's, it's, it's similar. Like, what am I giving up for it? Maybe up two sixes, there could be a Wallow. Um, and I think Wallow is insane. You can play both. Hard. You can play both. You can play Beatrice and Wallow. I don't see the issue. I would love to play both. Okay, so here's I'm gonna I'm gonna save you a bit of time. I don't play Baron anymore because Orange Light's a one. I'm not. Gonna yes, I agree. I agree. Away. I agree. I need so like I Baron will before have now. And it will be either Breachers or Redoer in my deck. I do agree. Those are the 15th spot in my deck. However, I am not like Asa would be the other one that, that is worth cutting. But I Bro, like Ausa, I don't know because... why you're playing Ausa. I don't know why you're playing Ausa. It's all, it's, it, it, in my opinion, only made sense if your opponent has Ferrin in the graveyard. And in your CG format, it makes sense because there is a Ferrin in your opponent in the graveyard that Max G is popular. So it makes sense Ausa there. But I don't see okay. why you should what, play Ausa. What if I go... So what, what can happen pretty often, 
is this is just one scenario, but there, there are several. Um, as I do the Keldo play, discard a mill five, and then I hit my uh, I go Guido and I Guido, and we we both whiff, but he hits a shuffler, and the shuffler's not forced. I need a way to force the shuffler now. And Aus is a good way to force it, and then turns into sprint afterwards. So Aus is a good way, especially because I'm playing a Guido. I have a lot of Earths on field. It's a way to convert my my monsters into tier access. Because otherwise, I don't have anything. The only way to do it is using Sprint. Uh, or is it, would other way would be to use like Redoer with a Sharon. That requires me to have Sharon or, in more complicated scenarios, Rhino. But that may not always be possible. But then that also just means like the Earths by themselves don't do anything. And I think that's what I like from Alsa. And they can also... So yeah, it forces their... Uh, their, their, their What's it called? Sometimes the shufflers, the shufflers, so. and then <clears throat> just converting the earth bodies into sprint, um, so I can turn bodies that could be used for dweller into sprint if uh, I need tier access still. Um, I mean, if we're doing good I'm well, playing, I'm playing three Agito as a thing, right? So I have Earths on field significantly more often than people who don't play Agito. Um, and when you have three yeah, Earths you... on field, what the hell do you do with those? You, you just go dweller and then you link line. You go dweller effect. I don't give a fuck about my dweller anymore. I just I, okay. Well, first of all, I don't like dwelling. Nah, dwelling early is dwelling bad. Early is lose not that good. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is rough. Like that is. I That's... learned very quickly. That yeah. was. A, they were very. No, no, no. You don't do that. that. You don't do that. Before. Like, I, I, one second, one second, one second. Let's 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 explain one second. I'm not okay, going so... to Kelbeck. I'm not going to into Kelbeck. Okay, yeah, like, sure. that's no, you, 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 you don't have to. She'll leave the three bodies up. So that kind of limits your options because you have three bodies up already. But then yes, those three bodies kind of just sit there and they're not actually being productive your turn then. Only one of those bodies is. Mm. Uh, and I the, think you could just like make the fours back later mm. pretty easily with like summon back Rhino off of Kit. Yep. And then you have the four there. No, I think and also actually makes sense the more board. the more I think about it because Oswa forces your opponent to actually activate the shuffler. If they don't activate it, then you now have their shuffler on your board, which is oh, crazy. It is so bad if they yeah, don't it's use so it, yeah. bad if they don't use it. So I think actually forcing it. Because, okay, like, if you don't... For the only other way to force it is to make Dweller-Dweller effect, but we already agreed that Dweller early is bad. So, using also to force it is actually good. I, I just didn't... Like, I just don't... Bro, I we need a 20-card extra deck. <laughs> like, we need no, 20 no, I think I think being being put in these positions where we have to make concessions is where... Yeah. You get, it's like, probably good. Yeah, it's probably good the for discourse the discourse in the game, like, kind of gets elevated a bit. So, I think it's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I do think it's very close, but there every single one of the YCSs that I've played with Shijima and Ishizu, I have not summoned also a ton, but I've summoned it multiple times, and every time I have, it has been no other card that could have worked in its spot, and it's been useful. So, mm -hmm. I do like Asa. Um, and I agree it is m maybe worth cutting for something for one of the other two cards, but I just don't think... I, I just think Asa is, is, is worth it. Let me um, give you an additional value. And especially value if you're redoer. playing three Redoer, mm -hmm. Sprint, and Beatrice, it's like even just playing the second one, the third one is even more diminishing return on ways to activate tiers, right? Um, so that is like means it's less impactful. Um, and then continuing on just the, that topic of like getting to tiers, when you're milling more, you have more access to tiers. Um, your game, your opponent's game plan switches from trying to stifle my resources early by uh, banishing the tiers immediately to trying to make my re my win a value game, not just hitting tiers immediately because I'm going to hit three tiers most likely in my turn one. They may get a couple free cards as well, but I'm seeing my three tiers um, more frequently. And if that's the case, then cards like Reader and Beatrice are a lot worse. Like, that was the biggest thing for me with Beatrice. But once I had the three tiers, Beatrice was significantly weaker and while sometimes Peaches can get you going, when I'm milling more and playing less non-engine, I'm not in that spot as often. So while we can get into these discussions about the extra deck cards, it's also important to keep in mind how that changes with respect to how our main deck looks. Because if my, my main deck is not the exact same as a lot of other builds, specifically the three Agitos is a huge difference between what I do and a lot of yes. the people don't seem to do. And that does make a big difference. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> yes. I agree. It does make a huge difference. But let me give you an additional value. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. This, no, 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 this, this, this turned into a theory session. <laughs> no, bro. I love it. I love it, bro. I, I would love every Gugas to be like that, to be honest. Yeah. If people understand it, it's good. If they don't understand, I don't give a fuck. They better understand. <laughs> okay. Give me nice. 
sprinting the extra monster zone, right? And you have a Redware Banish that's gonna come back. Now your Redware using the effect to steal on top of your opponent's deck that's nice. is a huge value. Uh, okay, because hold on. You have a sprint Pause. I got you right here, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we just talked. We just talked about how it's not imp it's important not to fixate on random synergies just because it's a synergy. That is a sick synergy, and it's Bro, cool. What I problem is that fixing? <laughs> I love it. I just love it. I was just going to say that. I just love it. But, uh, if it's we important talk about to know synergy. that, and it is kind of nice, and it is an uptick in reader's favor, but I don't think it's a big thing. The main thing to focus on is what am I trying to accomplish, and is it actually doing that for me? Yeah. And Asa <clears throat> has just been the bridge that I need most of the time. Okay. I think Beaches okay. probably will be put in my deck because uh, with the Bistrals can get a bit cloggy sometimes, uh, and the Beatrice can get you going. Rollo fills a different role. I think Wallow's too insane to cut those, so I don't want to cut it. I know, I agree. Wallow is good. No, I am playing Wallow, I'm playing Beatrice. Like, I'm literally playing Joshua extra deck. That's literally that, because uh, European people are literally playing the same extra deck, to be honest with you. Like, I think there's not really much fixed. room to really debate stuff, right? Like, unless you're the King of the Swamp, it's like, Baron becomes significantly worse than one orange light, so fine. Uh, I think Baron was insane before, though. Yeah, I guess. It's then it's just like, Asa, Redo, or Beatrice, kind of like the flex spots. I think I was the only one ever playing Axis Code anyways, but that's been phased out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I have, do you want to hear an outtake? I actually have an outtake for you. Actually, I have an outtake <laughs> because a lot of people would disagree with me. A lot of people would actually disagree with me. I'm going to say something uh, that's cold as hell right now, Pac. No. Yeah, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm actually going to say something that's an outtake. Huh. I fucking get triple tactical talents in the side deck when I decided to go first. I love the sprite package in the side deck. And I play Gigantic in the extra deck. Because I prefer way more the synergy with the Gigantic. Uh, under Shifter, for example, is better. It gives you extra value to your level 2. Shifter? What uh, the hell are you talking about? You in, in tier? What are we talking about? No, no, no. Under Shifter. Like, you okay. he's, he's, he gets Shifter. <laughs> yeah, I go Shifter and I end with Sprite Red. I sided four Sprite cards. One red, one blue, one jet, one fisher. And I don't need to side back row 8 because now I have an accessible ways to... Uh, I oh. have two accessible ways to deal with Floodgates, which is Sprite Smasher and uh, the Tier Elements Earthpit, right? And uh, I don't like t Triple Tactical Talent because it doesn't really help you to combo when your opponent doesn't have anything and it's going to be dead in your end. When if you combo, it's going to be a win condition instantly. But I bricked on that shit too much that I prefer way more the Sprite engine in the side deck instead of Triple Tactical Talent. I now, think... you might hate me, you might hate me, because I know Triple Tactical Talent is insane, but I really, really, really suggest people to... So, I want you to understand, I really don't like Talents that often as a card. Um, Thank fucking God, I love you. <laughs> I think right now, though, it is very strong. <laughs> the difference may be is that your deck just has less engine. Like, yeah. like your Ishizu cards don't get you going as much because you don't have the Gidos putting as many bodies or milling five as much. At least that's what I'm pretty sure the decks look like. Um, and that may make your deck slightly more bricky and that may throw the talents over the top. Um, I think talents going first is one of the best cards because when you get hand trapped, you have to look at your opponent's hand. It's, it's so it's goddamn I'm, strong. I've never, you I've never afterwards, you just win on the spot yeah and then if you can't it also just the flexibility of drawing two or stealing um and if it's not true from stealing is really good bro i pray to everything like that, that i makes pray to it... everything i hope my opponent and that makes talents. it yeah mm -hmm. every single time i play going second i'd be like i cool i win this game unless they have talents and talents <laughs> is the breaker now on th that thing is though you kind of said two things talents and sprite the talents they're not really connected you kind of just said no. you didn't like one you like the other the sprite yeah. one sounds interesting. I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, I'm curious if it's better than talents. Maybe because you you wanted something that had a little more like combo ability to it and wasn't as um, yeah. reliant component of doing something. So maybe in a specific yeah. build, that makes sense. But I think that's cool. That's another extra deck spot. But there is absolutely validity to it. Um, Smash is an insane card. Red is solid. Um, and obviously the, the sprite cards. We proved that we've played tier and sprite together before. We know they work well together. Yes. So I don't think that's a bad bad uh, bad take. I think specifically the talents one I'd have to disagree with though because I think that card is just so strong. I agree. Every time I go strong, second, just, I don't have the like the the, the flex spots. I, I don't I don't have a way to side the talent. I mean, I, I side out bistos when I go first. That's how I fit it. Yeah, like, I, I, I do side out bistos too. 
I all that. Like Magnum was insane. I don't know Magnum, but yeah. Yeah, I saw. Three, I mean, I like, saw. Yeah. I saw two Druid, two Saronir, and I put four Sprite cards. That's about it. When I go first. Yeah. How many screams do you play in the main deck? Two. Why don't you decide another scream? That's right. Yeah, that card. That card. That card is stupid. That card is actually. That card stupid. is how you win the mirror match Bro. when you hand trap. Yo. The thing. Yeah. Is, yeah. And then you're saying like. They don't hand trap you. The talents is dead. That's typically fine. Wait. It's always be bad if you brick and like, like. Yeah. Hopefully you're building that in a way where that's not a frequent occurrence. I mean, I felt like every time my opponent has to be that if I can get access to the sprite engine, I still win because Smasher is gonna deal with the field spell, which is usually how they break your board. And uh, I have a, a a sprite elf that's gonna target ready my graveyard. That plays around the beast, then my opponent really cannot use his shuffle decks. So I mean, I felt it was very good, like very fucking good every time I was solving it. So I don't have so, time to test, so I can't tell you if that's a a good theory. But I don't think it's bad. I think it has promise. No, but I, I feel like talent is insane. Is insane. So I feel like yes, I agree with you. I think talent is insane. Just that that shit was breaking in my. The head. alert to sprite is theoretically you don't have to draw these cards. Or cards you can search. So. I, I understand. Yeah. yeah. Yo, before uh, before we end, because we're we're coming up on like the the one hour mark, and I know we could go on yeah. forever, but but you know you haven't been sleeping that I well. I kind of want to go forever. Me. What the fuck are you saying? But <laughs> I don't want to end this. <clears throat> but uh, hey, we we have guests that have other things to do too, man. So, um, I I wanted to uh, get your thoughts on um, Master Duel uh, b before we head out because I know like it's been gaining a lot more popularity recently. I I would say, um. And especially like there was a big master invitational that happened over in Europe. What what are your thoughts on it potentially happening in like North America? What do you think <laughs> things they need to do to have it succeed? Right? Is it the step in the right direction? Like all that kind of stuff. Just overall general thoughts, I guess, as the last the last topic. I feel like they just need to <clears throat> keep it fresh. Like communicate with the player base more, right? Like tell us when we're getting expansions. You know, create like content for it. Like that tournament was absolutely a step in the right direction and then now announcing opens for you know people that aren't already like have a name for themselves that's fantastic um that's definitely a step in the right direction um i mean i could talk about format or whatever but that's going to change constantly and it's also subjective like i don't like that format but i talked about how it's it's similar to the format we had at the start of the year with the adventure stuff i don't like that um yeah. so i'd rather an abstract of it's not something i'd want to go back and play um, I only like the grass decks. <laughs> I hate Maxi. I, I guess the, the the question that I that I guess I want to hear your thoughts on is if if you could go to worlds through through Master Duel, but you have to play best of ones, would you do it? Like, would you grind that? Uh, Master Duel is best of, best of one is rough. Like, I I don't like it as a competitive format. Okay. Um, but he would do that if it was a one time nationals and it didn't conflict any other day. Would I try? Probably. But again, it's another thing on my plate where it's I have to allot time between that, regular Yu-Gi-Oh! and the other, other like, things I have to do in life. Mm -hmm. uh, and yep. if, it'll likely be, like, even the remote tool YCS this weekend, I will play and I will kind of try, but I will also put very little effort into ahead of time and kind of just hope it goes my way. Um, Man, we see how that goes. And, like, I hate you. I for this, <laughs> weekend, yeah, okay, but this this format is the same. So I've already put yeah. in the work. As the yeah, yeah, yeah. Much. I know. If I'm I know. not playing Nashville frequently, and then I'm jumping in straight away. I will definitely be worse off. Um, <laughs> yeah. I may be better than like large chunk of players. Will I be in the top top percent that gets to worlds? Uh, probably not. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so then, if to, to like actually qualify that way, it'd be like, damn, I have to uh, put in time effort and then can i afford to do that would i choose to do that i don't know uh maybe pick on the format maybe that's the thing where if there's a lot of frequent master tournaments and tcg tournaments i can pick between the two whichever i'm preferring maybe but then if it's master i feel like I, if it's all online i lose aspects of the game like the in-person socialization and traveling that comes with Real life Yu-Gi-Oh. So, yeah. I don't know. Why are you um, being so ethical and politically correct? Well, like, let me speak <laughs> on the mat. You're gonna shit on them. I saw Master Ball people play. Holy crap. Yeah, okay. But it's like entering... Okay, those players that are low, low tier aren't gonna be the ones playing in the tournaments. They, they'll peter out pretty fast. 
you're probably the, the same level of players you're playing in regionals and then YCSs, and I think it'll kind of scale up in similar fashions. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's just on a much larger scale online because it's more accessible. And the top players will still be really good at the game. Yeah. I don't know about that one, Chief. Anyways. We got <laughs> they could be the same players as the TCG, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he might be. they might be. They might be. They might be. Yeah. If it's... If it's... Uh, what if it's Pack at the top? You're going to call him crap? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I always do that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sick, man. But... All right, Jesse, thanks for uh, coming on and giving us your thoughts on, you know, just overall Shizu tier, what, what it means to be a champion four times freaking, I, I don't even know, bro. When you get the fifth one, Jesus, bro. But, um, yeah, it's, it's been great. It's, it's cool to hear your, uh, your thoughts on everything. Um, uh, Jesse, any shouts from, from your end, just overall? Uh, yeah, sure. So, shout-outs to Luxury Gaming. Let's go. Sponsor that you guys used to be a part of, but I've sketched. <laughs> Um, yeah. That's all right, though. You know, um, I'm so great, supportive. Uh, I'm so supportive of the brand. No, we are still supportive. Yeah. We still love luxury. Yeah. and uh, they helped uh, me out a lot, and Nick. I am very appreciative of it. Um, shout outs to you know everyone that supports me. Right, I have people I've never met before. They give me support, and it doesn't go unappreciated. And then close friends, playtesting partners, and family all you know. Um, Let's go. Keep me in the game, and they help a lot. Wait, yeah. is still a Salah your friend, by the way? After you shit. Why, why wouldn't he be? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, good no, the I, ball, good the ball. Yeah, Nesh is the instigator, bro. He's always trying to cause issues. Nah, Salah's the nuts, I've man. done way worse to a Salah. I think it's not as bad as me punting in the finals of a YCS on his team. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, all right, guys. Thank you so much for uh, listening to the pod. I'll see you guys next week. And, of course, shout out to Jesse again. I'll see you guys. Peace.